0: Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. I sure do appreciate you uh, tuning in, downloading, and uh, all of that good stuff. I would appreciate you uh, sharing this uh, with all your friends. And don't forget, tune in each weekday, 3 to 7, on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. I would appreciate that as well. You guys remember, uh, because it hadn't been really that long ago, Um, For some of you folks, uh, comedians would often talk about how Democrats, dead Democrats, would vote in the elections. Remember that? You would see that on Johnny Carson. You would see it on stand-up comedians, and they would be talking about how the Democrats just came back from the grave just to vote in elections. Boy, and it was just... (laughs) Oh, how we laughed. It was so much fun. But it's not funny, is it? I mean, in reality, it's not funny because we know it is actually happening. And more than that, we know that it's been happening for a long time. Election integrity has been going downhill in this country since even long before Johnny Carson, Democrats have had to cheat to win elections. I mean, even Barack Obama, when he was running for one of the low-level positions when he was first starting out um, in, uh, in politics, he even had his opponent disqualified on some bogus charges just so he could win the primary. But I mean, but that's, you know, that's just been happening for a long time. But what they did was, is they knew that there were irregularities going on. We knew that dead people were indeed voting in elections. So what they had to do is they had to make it a joke. You know what? If we make this all one big joke, then someday people will always think it's just a joke. Oh, dead people voting at election? Hey, thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your bartenders and waitresses. And once they framed it in that joke, in that in that comedic device, it no longer it no longer held weight. It no longer held gravitas. It no longer it was no longer an issue because it was only a joke. That's the way that things have been going in this country for a while. And we really have been seeing it more and more lately. And for some reason, and I don't get this, I really don't understand. I wish somebody could explain it to me. The folks in the GOP refuse to take this seriously. They refuse to take it seriously. Now, let's just go for a second to Maricopa County out in Arizona. Katie Hobbs, Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs was the secretary of state of Arizona. When she decided to run for governor, she should have recused herself from her secretary of state position, but she did not do that. So in other words, you're a candidate running for office running for one office, but the office that you currently hold is directly responsible for overseeing the elections. Does anybody see a conflict of interest here? I mean, it is rife with absolute corruption. And doggone it, look what happened. Katie Hobbs won the race. Well, I am shocked, even though you have huge amounts of voter irregularity going on. And Katie Hobbs has, I'm sorry, and Kari Lake has actually laid this case out time and time and time again. But since she is in heavily Democrat-controlled Maricopa County in Arizona, she can't even get a liberal judge to look at the case, to look at the evidence. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does, because we saw the same thing in 2020. The exact same thing when you had all of this voter irregularity going on. But because, remember, this is a joke, and only crazy people take this seriously. Courts all over the land refused to hear Donald Trump's arguments about exactly what's going on. So what, what did we have happen? Let's just go to some of the lower-level stuff here. Not, none of it's low-level, but lower. You had... Supreme courts in states actually changing election laws, that in itself, that in itself is illegal because only the state legislature decides the time, the place, and the means of the elections. So if the state legislature says this is the deadline for having your mail-in ballot in, this is the deadline. Well, the Supreme Courts in some states says, yeah, well, we're going to give them an extra week. Okay, that's illegal. You can't do that. But they did it, and they got away with it. See how that works? Liberal Supreme Courts changing election laws in some states like Pennsylvania. Did that go to the Supreme Court? Did anybody challenge that? Hardly at all. I would have thought that that Ronald McDaniel and the folks at the GOP would have been all over this, but they didn't. They weren't. They hardly even put up a fight. And then if you do, let's go back to Maricopa County in Arizona real quick. Let's just go look at at that race between Kari Lake and and Katie Hobbs. As soon as this vote was in, as soon as the um, official tally was done, Then all of a sudden, the GOP picks up stakes and leaves town. They don't even stay long enough to put up a fight for Kari Lake. They don't even stay long enough to to, uh, pose any sort of an argument for this woman. Why? Well, because she wasn't really the candidate that the GOP wanted. But she was the candidate that the people wanted. The Republicans in Arizona, she was their candidate. But the GOP, they were like, well, not really our type of gal, I guess. They're really trying to distance themselves from the Make America Great Again crowd. And I think that is going to absolutely be to their and ultimately our ruin. But this isn't anything new. I mean, if you just look at how Mitch McConnell withheld funds from Senate candidates all over the country, Georgia with Herschel Walker, you got masters out in Arizona, every state where Democrats spent more money than Republicans, the Democrats won that Senate seat. Did that have to happen? No, not at all. Mitch McConnell could have opened the purse strings and actively, openly, and Vehemently supported these candidates, but he didn't because these candidates were not going to support him for House Minority Leader or, or Senate Minority Leader. And since Mitch McConnell's ultimate goal is to stay in power no matter the cost, he allowed candidates like Herschel Walker and Masters to flounder. But in states where he did open the purse strings, The Republicans won. The Republicans that were going to support Mitch McConnell. Yeah, it's happening all over. The fact that the GOP, a lot of people in the GOP, are actually alienating some of their base by not supporting some of these claims of of voter irregularity. That's driving a lot of people to ask the question. Why vote? Just about every day on my radio show, I'll receive a text message or a a phone call that says, Charlie, why should I even vote? When I can't be when I can't be assured that my vote is going to count, why should I even bother? If there are people out there that aren't going to look into voter irregularity, if there are people out there that are going to be completely okay with losing race just so they can stay in power, why should I vote? Does my vote even count anymore? And I'll be honest with you, I understand what they're saying. I completely understand that mindset. When you sit back and you look at what happened in Maricopa County, you look what happened in Pennsylvania, you look what happened in Georgia, Fulton County, Georgia, Fulton County, Georgia. They had, and I don't know what the record is for dead people voting, but we came really, really close to that. It is an absolute nightmare what is going on in our country as far as elections are concerned. In Georgia, you've got whistleblower evidence uh, that can all be corroborated, by the way, that can all be um, uh, confirmed with an audit. 42,000 people voted more than once. 1,500 people voted even though they were dead. 19,000 non-residents voted. There were 8,000 fake addresses, 15,000 vacant addresses, and 4,000 non-citizens voted. Even some people voting before they were even old enough to actually vote. All totaled about 219,500 illegal votes in the state of Georgia alone. Where's where is the GOP? Where is the GOP on this? I mean, is, is with all of this, does anybody blame Donald Trump for calling Grafsenberger in Georgia saying, Hey, man, we got to have 22,000 votes here. What are you doing? You're allowing all of these votes to count. You guys got to get on the ball. But no, for that phone call, just like the Ukrainian phone call, Donald Trump is going to be charged by Fannie Willis, Fannie, big Fannie Willis, in 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 Fulton County on election fraud. Imagine that. Donald Trump being tried for election fraud. Isn't that ironic? You want to talk about real action? And let's just put the votes aside for a second. And I, I do this on the show on occasion. Let's just assume. Now, remember, I don't believe this, but let's just kind of play devil's advocate here for a minute. All right. Let's say that all 81 million votes that Joe Biden got were legitimate. Every single one of them was on the up and up. We still have 51 intelligence agents, 51, that signed a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Then we found out that the FBI and other agencies... Went to social media sites warning them about Russian disinformation. And then we've also got these, and we've even got the the White House involved in this, actually censoring conservative points of view on social media. All of that, in my book, is cheating. So when I say the election was stolen, when I say the Democrats cheated, that is undeniable. That's what the the Mueller report showed. That's what the Durham report showed. That's what Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook testified to. Our intelligence community interfered in the 2020 election. Well, we can go back even four years before that. They interfered also in the 2016 election because they knew the Steele dossier was bogus. They knew there was no Russian collusion with Donald Trump. But they allowed allowed this story to continue. They didn't go to social media sites. They didn't go to the network and go, "Eh, you know, this whole Russian collusion thing's a bunch of BS. You guys might not want to go. No, they didn't do any of that. They allowed people to go to jail during this investigation. You see why Jeff Sessions should not have stepped down? There was nothing there. Thanks, Jeff. Good job. There was absolutely nothing there. And now they're trying to do it again. So we've got the intelligence community interfering in 2016, the intelligence community interfering in 2020, and now the intelligence community is going to once again interfere in the 2024 election, and they're in the middle of that right now by giving Hunter Biden this unbelievable plea deal with, with, with David Weiss. And now... Merrick Garland has appointed David Weiss as special counsel to the Hunter Biden case? Give me a break. Where is the RNC? Where is Rhonda McDaniel? Where are all of these people who could stand up and should be screaming from the rooftops? When we found out that the intelligence community interfered in the 2016 election with the Steele dossier, that should have been should have been the biggest political scandal this country had ever seen but it's not that seems to be a, that seems to have gone by the wayside nobody cares about that anymore because why because it was donald trump and everybody including the democrats the rhinos the never-Trumpers, the anti-MAGA crowd, it doesn't matter what happens to Donald Trump. It's not going to matter until they try to do it to a candidate that they really like. You know, but that's never going to happen because the candidates they like are more than willing to bend over backwards to help the Democrats. So until the GOP gets serious, when people call in and say that they don't think their vote counts, folks, I don't have a good argument against that. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.